The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. How to dream, cowboys. Welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are recapping and reviewing Disney Plus's third foray into a television series based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Loki. I'm Adam, and today with me is Ryan. Say hi, Ryan. Oh, hello, Adam. Yes, thank you very much for doing the podcast on very short notice. Yes. Just some quick housekeeping. Uh, that was not James. Uh, I, you know... Contrary to popular belief, Adam, you are not James. I'm not James, no. But I, I will say, James will be on the next five episodes, most likely, of this Loki-based podcast for listeners who have listened to the HBO Boys before. We are a recap and review podcast. We do a lot of other shows on HBO and Disney Plus and beyond. Adam is stepping in for James today as his son has a very runny nose, and they must go plug it up with cotton. I don't know how they stop so bad. runny noses. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just put Silly Putty up there or something. I'm not sure. But we are talking about Loki Season 1, Episode 1 today, entitled Glorious People. Ooh. It was directed by Kate Heron, who is a, uh, a relatively new director. She's been directing television episodes since 2017, all of which I, I read her at IMDb. I, I didn't know any of it. Yeah, there was very few. Could be on me. <laughs> yeah. It was written and created by Michael Waldron. He was on the production staff of Community. He was a PA and then producer slash writer on Rick and Morty, which is what got him this job. And he is the co-writer of the future Doctor Strange movie, Ah, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because this show is specifically leading us to both the new Doctor Strange movie and the new Ant-Man movie. Mm. And we'll get to that in a a little bit you know adam yeah we are now three major mcu shows in to the <sighs> disney plus experience yeah every one of them has claimed to change the mcu forever did you see the trailer <laughs> where it was like yeah nothing will be the same <laughs> kevin by was like this is different again <laughs> kind of like apple yeah. when they released their new iphones this is yes groundbreaking again <laughs> right Number one, cannot be groundbreaking every time. Okay. <laughs> Number two, it can't be different every time. And also three, you're lying to us. <laughs> yeah. Because, and we've talked about this on other Disney Plus shows, specifically Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm. and WandaVision, which you can go back and listen to. The MCU's model through their television shows is not to make shows that are a standalone thing that you right. watch and then you never want to go back. Yeah. Right. It is a journey that keeps you having a Disney Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. They ain't stupid. No, they're not. Like, there aren't a lot of giant plot switches so that if you go to the movies and only watch MCU movies, you don't have these huge plot holes that there and there no one being like, well, you got to go watch the shows. Like, I, right. I don't I don't want to go watch the shows. Just tell me what 
the <laughs> movie should be about. Yeah, right. What was your hot, like, one minute each take on WandaVision and Winter Soldier? Because I know we've spoken about it, but I know a little bit of what you're feeling. <laughs> yes. Okay. So both of them on my, like, bad side of what they were yeah. and are and what Loki will most likely be unless Kevin Feige isn't lying this time <laughs> is that in these television shows that the MCU is making and it, they are on Disney plus they cannot take gigantic swings right. narratively because of the problem where they have people going to the movies and they need to know what's going on. So it creates a television show that or all three of them really that have to be safe mm. to a degree. And living in that safety sometimes negatively affects the overall quality of what the show, I think, could have been. Mm. Now, do you think that Disney and Marvel trust in their audience so much that they are just assuming that they're going to the movies and then watching the shows because they're so invested in it? I think they have to live in both worlds. Yeah, fair. I think they have to assume that... A large percentage of people, they know how many people have Disney Plus subscriptions, and they right. know how many people go and watch the movies. Mm -hmm. It's a math problem, right? If they can divide, they can figure this out. <laughs> Fair. So, so, you know, uh, my one sentence on both shows, mm. I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier less than most people. Okay. I thought Sam as a character was boring. I liked Bucky as a character. And at the end, it really changed nothing. WandaVision, I liked much more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I believe I, I'm I I was talking to our friend Elliot today, yeah, and he was like, "You give Falcon and the Winter Soldier such a hard time," and I think he's in the majority of people who really enjoyed the show. Sure. And I'll let you talk about your feelings in a second, but uh, WandaVision, I liked much much more right up until the end mm. when they diverted us off Mephisto, the red herring that was happening the whole time. <laughs> they shoved Ralph Boner in our face, which was a huge just finger in the audience's eyeballs. Basically, they put the middle finger just like they poked each of my eyeballs out yeah. with their middle finger yeah. like, over and over again. <laughs> and then they fell into the trap of what I was talking about previously, which is there couldn't be any major changes other than the fact that Scarlet Witch is a Nexus character. Right. And we will get into that, obviously, here in the Loki show, because it matters specifically for the upcoming Doctor Strange, which she's in, and Ant-Man, and here for Loki. Right. But yeah, uh, that was too long. You said a minute, and I, have me I failed <laughs> that's, immediately. That's okay. Which one of those did you like more? And I swear we're going to get into Loki so goddamn oh, soon. A hundred percent, WandaVision was a, a, a better show. One hundred percent. I think everything was just developed a heck of a lot better. But I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was not only was it filling the gap for Bucky and Sam, although I agree with you, Sam's character was meh. I see what they're trying to do, but <laughs> a thing I think that I don't know is the popular opinion is he'd be more interesting if he took super serum. Like yeah, he, he doesn't be. have any enough powers. Right. I don't know what to tell you. He's we're just fucking, humble. We're watching wizards over here. The big three. We're like yeah. the Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful beings in the world. Right. Which is why a huge part of why she's interesting. Okay. Listen, right. Well, I could do this for fucking ever yeah. <laughs> and my last wrap-up thing is i liked falcon and the winter soldier but i don't think i'm in that vast majority because i'm on that kind of cautiously optimistic line with that because i liked how they brought in the wakandans with bucky's side like i really liked bucky's side 
And I liked, well, now U.S. agent. Yes. I liked his whole development. But you're right. I mean, Sam was just kind of like meh. But I think that was the show that that wanted to reintroduce the action-packed special effects that Marvel's known for in their Avengers movies. Because WandaVision had it, but it was so few and far between. It was a lot of story-driven stuff. So they had strong parts in each, lower parts in others, you know? Yes. WandaVision was a narratively based set piece show. Which I liked a lot. It was a nice change. As did I. It was doing tropes of time periods. Mm -hmm. I liked that structure. Yeah. I agree with you. Falcon of the Winter Soldier was ramping up to, hey, we have visual effects again (laughs) and large action set pieces. And now we're here at Loki. And that ramp up has now paid off. We know that for sure. I agree. Loki will be a six-episode experience. uh, Sad it's six episodes, honestly, and not more. It will be Mm -hmm. non-linear, according to the creator. And a second season, by the way, is already in development. It's scheduled to begin filming in January 2022. I'll take it. Under the working title, Architect. Okay. Uh, And uh, so he said, basically, it's going to be like six short films. Yeah. It won't be tied to a linear narrative structure. Which I think is great. I think it's uh, it allows for Michael Waldron and the rest of the writing staff and the director to do with these pieces what they will. And right. put them in places that will make them the most interesting. Right. And it will still allow it to be kind of a standalone thing and not affect a, a horrible amount of the main story. Yeah. And not have to sign Tom Hiddleston to a long contract. Like, right. that's kind of <laughs> what the point is, if we're all being honest with ourselves. <laughs> Loki, remember, this is the Loki from Avengers 1. Right. The antagonist of Avengers 1. This is pre-throwing Iron Man out the window, pre-getting mm-hmm. smashed into the ground by the Hulk. Actually, no, he had just... He, this is like it 10 minutes happened. after getting yeah. scratched, smashed <laughs> into the ground. This is pre-Shwarma. A pre, oh, my God. It was pre-Shwarma. I know. You're right. Uh, this is peak trickster Loki. Sans character development, sans mm-hmm. mellow, sans any softening of the character, sans mm-hmm. love. He doesn't understand that his brother actually loves him. He mm-hmm. still hates his quote unquote dad. And now he has disappeared with the Tesseract at the beginning of the show, as we'll get into. The most narratively active Infinity Stone by far. Mm-hmm. And he's Owen Wilson's time police problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, I. Uh, I, I honestly didn't know he was that Owen Wilson was in this because I tried not to look at too much about this show. And <laughs> I literally laughed when he showed up on screen. It was a, wow. one of those nose, sh- you know, the nose shuffles where you just wow. blow nose out of your nose. Oh, <laughs> wow. Your nose. Wow. Yeah. He didn't say yeah. wow once, I think. I wanted wow. him to say wow, wow. a lot more. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Uh, before we keep going, I just want to say yeah. really quick, the HBO boys have a Patreon Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z for one or more dollar a month. There's a bunch of extra bonus content on there that we put up month by month. It's only a dollar and there's like two to four hours of extra podcast a month. So go check that out. But I've been stalling long enough. So let's get to season one, episode one of Loki. I can say season one, episode one now because we already know there's going to be a season two. Right. We port back to Joss Whedon's New York City. It is 2012. He's not canceled yet, and he's directing the Avengers. My God. Uh, They are adding new pieces to the story intertwined with the part of the movie where Loki is about to grab the Tesseract out of the hands of a time-traveling Avengers crew. And he, as I said, ports out something that happens in Avengers, but we don't see what happens to that version of the character. 
Right. And we get the Marvel intro set to some somber time slash reality travel music. And <laughs> the Marvel intro goes green a la Loki's style. We are then ported to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. Something falls from the gosh dang sky. And it ends up being Loki. He's laying there. Very Iron Man 1, Tony Stark style. Yeah, it was definitely a throwback. Homage. He is confronted by some Mongolians. He gets up, he says he's Loki of Asgard, and he is burdened by the name of this episode. <laughs> the Mongolians don't give a flying shit, but they, that doesn't they don't, matter. They don't even care. No, they don't, <laughs> they don't speak know what English. He's saying. <laughs> and in that moment, the Time Variance Authority, but I'm going to call them the Time Cops, time show up and pick up the Tesseract. They are led by Hunter B-15, played by Lovecraft Country's... Oh, did I never write her name down? <laughs> I never wrote her name down. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's Letty's sister, Ruby. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to ruin anything about Lovecraft Country, but I'm still devastated slash angry about Fair. what happens to her character. Is very mistreated. I should find out her name, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 if I don't have names on notes, I will not remember them unless your name is Thomas Danger Hiddleston. One me Masaku. One, one me Masaku, yeah. <laughs> and that's almost definitely not how that is said. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time cops point out that Loki is a variant and he must be dealt with. And variant. just like Loki in this moment, I underestimated the power of the time cops. Yeah. I did as well. I thought that they were just going to be like, uh, you know, the, the baton wielding, kind of like, hey, get back in line kind of thing, but. They were not. Nope. Turns out Ended the up baton worse. Yeah. can do some shit. He gets smacked into oblivion. He gets into 116th speed, where yeah. they easily put a restraint on our boy around his neck. And they grab the Tesseract, reset the timeline with some sort of time-based grenade. And Crazy. Loki sees that, and he's like, ooh, what's that thing? I could cause some mischief with that. I am the god of mischief, mm. and that seems... <laughs> mischievous <laughs> when he gets to wherever the time cops have brought him another man is being arrested simultaneously the closed captions in that moment show that somebody near him says that this is a variant scroll oh uh, the guy who's like my dad's on the goldman Sachs board oh yeah get away from me he's apparently yeah, yeah. a scroll or he oh. is or someone around him is they just said the word scroll to be like remember the scrolls exist and they're yeah. going to do secret invasion storyline eventually <laughs> right 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 <laughs> just do you know the secret invasion storyline stuff uh very very little of it or er, er, er one's a scroll is that good do you like that sounds great yeah <laughs> I end up liking the scrolls. I kind of hate it, if I'm going to be honest with you. All right, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's a strong opinion for something that I I should just let happen. I'm sure it will be great. Chad, another friend of the podcast, is like, no, no, you're going to love it. I'm like, "Hmm, all right. (laughs) I mean, we got to trust his Marvel, you know, recommendations, I guess. He's he's a Marvel fan. He he does know more than us. Yeah, that's for sure. Loki tries to run away, but they press a button over and over again, and he's just kind of, like, locked in time. He goes to a desk for processing. It's being worked by Casey, played by Eugene Cordero, whom I know from Other Space, Star Trek Mm. Lower Decks. He's Pillboy in The Good Place. He's Alex on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And he calls the Tesseract dumb and then goes and puts it into evidence, taking it (laughs) away 
from Loki, so he doesn't even have Infinity Stone that he ported away with anymore. Loki is then put into a elevator-type room where he's dropped multiple times. He has to go through a metal detector-type thing to confirm he's not a robot. Some people yep. on the internet pointed out that on the side of that machine were, like, mm-hmm. really large scratch marks. Yep. Perhaps indicating that Ultron went through it. I don't know why Ooh. they thought that, but, yeah. Interesting. That's I'm a sure it could theory. be anyone. But that's a fun I one. I mean, yeah. it, that kind of makes sense a little bit. We'll not get into it, but it kind of makes sense if you. Yeah. Because he's like oh. all powerful supercomputer. And James Spader was great. And yes, but it was, was kind of a weird. It was a, a lot of people see it as a low point movie of. Yeah, the it definitely wasn't as strong as the first the first Avengers. Definitely didn't have as much hype as the first Avengers. No. The machine that he walks through takes a picture of his temporal aura. It's red because he's evil or some reason. I don't know why. He goes through a door. He takes a ticket. The guy before him doesn't. He's giving the time cops a hard time, and they disintegrate his ass. Yeah, he's gone. He's dead. He's just gone. They didn't even put him on a fair trial. (laughs) Loki's like, oh, God, where's my fucking ticket? (laughs) In this moment, a exposition dump infomercial comes on. It explains that this is not a mistake. Loki is in the right place. It's being hosted by an orange clock named Miss Minutes, voiced by Tara Strong. So good. I love that. Do you know who Tara Strong is? I don't. Enlighten me. Let me tell you who this person is. She's one of the most accomplished voice actors of our entire generation. If I were to start listing her accomplishments, this entire podcast would just be that. It would be an hour. (laughs) Like Her IMDb profile is an actual novel. What's her name again? Tara Strong. She is, and these are just some of the ones I picked out. Timmy Turner. Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yes. Barbara Gordon from The Killing Joke. Twilight Sparkle. Riku from Kingdom Hearts. And Dill Pickles. Like Amazing. And that's just the beginning. Yeah. Do you like a video game? She was most likely in that video game. (laughs) Do do you like a cartoon? She was most likely in that cartoon. Crazy. Anyway, she is doing this exposition dump. It basically tells us that it, it... Walks us through the narrative structure of the multiverse, which is thus. Long ago, there was a vast multiverse war, countless unique timelines, battle for supremacy. This is quote unquote. (laughs) Then the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by making one single sacred timeline. Stepping off your path creates a nexus event. Remember, everyone, that Wanda is a nexus person. So I'm Mm. sure that will come into play. And if left unchecked, this can lead to another multiverse war, which at this point, they said it out loud, so I assume a multiverse war is coming, right? Yeah. Before we keep going, just real quick, because I didn't know and had to look it up. The timekeepers, there are mm-hmm. three of them. They keep time. And yeah. they were created by a guy in the comics called He Who Remains. That's a person's name. Um, not a person. Like a god. Voldemort? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. He Who Shall Not Be Named, but except yeah. not that. He Who yeah. Remains. I- he, he was the remains. last director of the Time Variance Authority from the last reality that we had okay. that apparently no longer exists, just before the heat death of that universe. And he has created these timekeepers to just, like, keep track so it doesn't happen all again. There's a whole thing where, like, he didn't create them first. He created time twisters first. There's a whole other thing. If you want to go look it up, please do. It is pretty interesting. Interesting. And then... 12 minutes into the episode, we then get the opening credits, which is like, you waited yeah. long enough. <laughs> right. I noticed that too. Uh, but it, it had a very, uh, it had a very Wanda Vision-y vibe. 
with the whole like old school TV kind of thing. It did. It was making me wonder like, oh, is a lot of this going to be a cartoon? And I don't yeah. think it is. No, 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 no. But I loved, I loved the cartoon thing because it was like so happy go lucky. It's like you're in an alternate reality. <laughs> like, okay, and if thanks. you fuck up, we will turn you to dust. Yeah, we will, we will recorrect it. <laughs> like what? Like, oh like, my uh, god, it feels like recorrect means dead. It means yeah. it, it means I'm gone. <laughs> What's that movie um, that Anthony Mackie is in um, with Matt Damon, Matt. Uh, where they fix the Matt Damon. Damon. I don't know what. They fix the timelines if it gets out of sync. Oh, my God. Oh, Christ. uh, Sounds like some time cops. Um, Yeah, it's pretty much time cops. (laughs) Go Google it, and I'll edit this so it feels like you knew immediately. Have you ever seen that movie, The Adjustment Bureau, that actually, strangely enough, uh, Anthony Mackie is in? (laughs) Who is Oh, no, I did not. I didn't edit the last part out, Adam. Gotcha. Okay. Well, here we go. The Adjustment Bureau (laughs) is pretty much what that little time lady explained in the animation. Time cops. people correcting the flow of time. And this movie came out in 2011, so they did it. Yeah, time cops aren't a new thing. Rick and Morty had two testicles played by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. They were time cops. It's oh not God. new. Oh, by the way, it's yeah. it's been in the comics in the MCU for much longer than all of that's, those things. That's true. So they probably got it from them. Probably. It was all stolen. We then pour out of the intro to 1549. We are in France. And here is Owen Wilson. Wow. And yeah. Wow. Rather than, by the way, read any of the Marvel comics to prepare for the role as Agent Mobius, which is his character, mm. he just like asked Tom Hiddleston to explain the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe to him. <laughs> like, just, gi- just give me a, just give me like a roundabout. Wow, just give me a roundabout. <laughs> give me a really high level overview. <laughs> just like a thirty thousand foot level, Tom. I, that's not a good Owen Wilson impression, but you got it. Wow, yeah. you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Wow. <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. Yeah, that's really like, wow. And then you're Thor? No, Thor's brother. That seems worse. Wow. I really like Captain America. <laughs> Why is your Owen Wilson getting like more sultry over time? What? what? Wow. <laughs> the Hunter and his Minutemen members have responded to a routine Nexus event. Somebody got the jump on them. And Owen Wilson's like, wow, why are they dead? <laughs> Someone who is more powerful than Loki, it would seem, has done this to the Minutemen who came here. Because mm-hmm. Loki is flailing in the wind right now and uh, got beat up by, like, three Minutemen with their disintegration sticks. But these <laughs> ones on the ground are D.E.D. dead. So somebody has the ability sticks. to be like, disintegration stick, shut that off your ass. <laughs> I love that. The reset charge is gone, which is suspicious. Sus, dude. And this is the sixth attack in the last week. And Owen Wilson goes like, wow, that we know of. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Again, he is Mobius M. Mobius. And I assume the M stands for Mobius. (laughs) Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. (laughs) Moby, Moby, Moby. He talks to a French kid in French. Owen Wilson speaking French is fucking chef's kiss. Mwah, so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, who did this? And then the kid points to the fucking wall. 
at the devil, and I was like, not again. The demon. I can't do this Mephisto bullshit again. <laughs> I just can't. <sighs> anyway, the kid's eating some kablooey blueberry devil candy. Gum from the future. Then they set a reset charge, and then Mobius is like, okay, oh, Loki's over there? He got caught wow okay let me go talk to him and then the reset charge goes off and as we learn later that just kills that kid kills that whole reality they're all dead does it no it, it, it does probably. do that i see i wasn't sure i wasn't sure yeah, if it no. just like wiped their mind or something of the no events or it, it is not this is not men in black it destroys the timeline wow those mongolians from the beginning dead Mm-mm. they're <laughs> dead dude Oh my god! I know uh, it makes it a bit darker. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I didn't pick that up when I watched it. I thought it was just like resetting before the events happened, but <laughs> just nope, they're dead. Just, you know, uh, by Mongolians, by French little boys chewing yep. bubble gum. You're so innocent. When you wake up from this dream, you'll definitely not be dead. You'll be alive. <laughs> oh my god! We go back to court, and Loki Laufison which is his last name, It's it's as we might recall, he is a frost giant daddy, is being judged by Ravona Renslayer. Yeah. Uh, and in the comics, she is a love interest of Kang the Conqueror, mm. which is interesting because Jonathan Majors, also of Lovecraft Country, him and the woman who plays Ruby, both in this show, both in Lovecraft Country, he will be the main antagonist of Ant-Man and the Wasp, okay. Quantumania, which again is one of two movies that... This show and WandaVision was setting up. So, you know, it was like watching WandaVision with Monica Rambeau being like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to be in more stuff. Mm-hmm. Scrawls. Goddamn scrawls. She going to the space. She going to the space lab in the sky with the scrawls. Yes. Where Sam Jackson already is and asking yep. for sandwiches or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. In this moment, Loki is like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm the god of mischief, but also I'm not guilty of this whole timeline thing. And he's like, oh, and by the way, like, this isn't even my fault. The Avengers travel through time to stop Thanos, and he blames them for all this Tesseract business. And by the way, I know Tony was going through time. I smelled his other cologne, which is a (laughs) reference to Ant-Man remarking like he wears Axe body spray. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, I know they were time traveling. What about that? What does the TVA do about that? And the TVA was like, no, they were supposed to do that. That was fine. Yeah, I was going to say, they hit him with a, yeah, that was supposed to happen. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <idiot>. oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, great. It feels unfair. If I was him, yeah. I'd be like, this feels unfair. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah, I'm triggered right now <laughs> by your accusations. He did something wrong, according to the timekeepers, obviously. He hates anyone having any authority over him, which I totally get. I think everyone kind of gets that moment where, like, Loki is the bad guy. He's the antagonist. This is the first foray into, hey, what if the bad guy had a show in the MCU? But, like, this moment where it's obvious that he lacks free will, and we Mm -hmm. all do, and everyone in this universe does, his frustration, I was like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Did you feel like in this moment that having the time cops say that everyone's movie is predetermined and we know the beginning, middle, and end, and all of this lack of free will that, you know, Thanos was pointing out, and Mm. all all these characters have pointed out over time. Not Loki, by the way, and we're about to get into it for his specific thing, but, like, does it cheapen the rest of the MCU that there just keeps being, like, larger and larger and larger bureaucratic organizations that reign over everything? 
Uh, I mean, a little bit. But then again, in Avengers Infinity War, Doctor Strange said, hey, you know, there's like 17 billion realities or whatever the number was. And only one of them we win. And he could see them all. So clearly he has a direct line to the big man to see all these timed realities and how they end. So... Yeah, but he's just another one. Like, that's yeah, what Iron Man I mean, gets mad at him for, too. Iron Man's like, oh, how do we have free will if Mr. Strange, Dr. Strange, over there, <laughs> he knows all of them already, and he won't tell us which one we're on, and I don't know. It, it would it would disrupt the, the flow of time. Yes, I know. That's like Gotta the whole go point. back in time. Okay. I don't know. I'm just having an existential crisis about all of this. I want everyone to know about it. Yeah, there is. I mean, there is a little bit of a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it cheapening, but I would definitely call it like a. Oh, well, if it's just going to be a bigger thing, like why are we caring so much about this one right now? Right. Um, it's. I think the same thing that Loki is about to, in his own way, feel and express. But also, mm-hmm. it's one of the main reasons why when I'm watching a Falcon and the Winter Soldier and they're fighting somebody who only knows like martial arts on the ground and then they get <laughs> right. shot. I'm like, why do we care about this? Right. Like, I, the uh, Time filler. Bureau. That was filler. Yeah, like the Time Bureau does things with time. And the time the Time Bureau clearly knows what Bucky and Sam's outcome was going to be. So why even bother having that show? <laughs> and if they know, like, Kevin Feige knows what every one of these outcomes are going to be, why show us the boring ones? I don't know. I'm getting... <laughs> We're getting a little off track. But but I mean, like, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier one was... I mean, that we learned about the backstory of, like, Bucky was a very I important know, character, Adam. you know? I but, know. It's again, so... <laughs> little filler. I know. And I... I'm not going to get into it. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so Loki at this point tries some magic shit and it does not work. He tries to pull his blades in, which has worked before. And uh, he's like, fuck. Okay. Well, uh, I can't do any magic here. That's a bummer. He is then sentenced to be reset. It is told to him that it's not your story. It never was. Right. But, he don't like that. Yeah. No, it worsens both my existential crisis and his simultaneously. Mm. And then Mobius walks in and walks up to the judge and it's like, hey, I'm Owen Wilson. And I would like <laughs> Loki's help in a kind of Carl Hanratty, catch me if you can type thing, but with Loki. Yeah. And it's clear. A few things are clear. One, the judge and Mobius have a past. Oh, yeah. He likes to be dominated. If I didn't know any better, I would say they <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but she allows Mobius to the third to do whatever he wants, but it's on him if it fails. As it should be. Yeah, as it should, because it's his idea. And then they take a walk to his office. On the way, they look upon what, like, the city or whatever it is, the TVA looks like outside. Right. It looks like the inside of a very intricate clock. And... It's some, know. like, Land of the Dead Coco level shit. You know when they yeah. walk into the Land of the Dead and Coco and it's insane and you're like, oh, technology can do this? <laughs> That's what I yeah. felt when I saw the yeah. inside of the TVA. And then they did a, a really slow zoom, like, of the wide shot and you could, like, see the depth of the layers underneath. I don't know if you picked that up, but I was like, damn, like... 
I did pick that, that up. What it told me, I think it's foreshadowing for all of this is going to explode. And we're going to see it crumble Oof. to the ground. Like oh, They were like, man. if it's going to explode and, and blow up and there's going to be a time war and all this stuff is going to fall, I want to at least, like I put a lot of work into it, I want you to see it real close up. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then we'll see it get destroyed. They get on an elevator and one of the floors, by the way, is just an X, which some of the internet is like, maybe that means there's an X-Men specific dimension. <laughs> oh my God. Which I want. That'd I mean, be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. They both get to Agent Mobius's office. He introduces himself and Loki's like, okay, well, uh, are you going to kill me? And he's like, no, no, no. You just came from where you were about to be killed. I, in fact, saved you from being killed. Uh, we're just going to talk, okay? Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. And here's some facts you need to know. Number one, time passes differently in the TVA, okay? And Loki's like, there are three space lizards keeping time. That's absurd. And he's like, yeah, it is kind of crazy. Uh, the TVA really is fucking with Loki's. The path that I choose is my own notion in all of this, as well as my own. And Mobius points out, like, when Loki's like, well, you you deal with variants who are, <laughs> like, touting his own, like, brushing off his shoulder, like, the dangerous ones. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm dealing with you right now. You're a pussycat compared to some of these. <laughs> right. Which is great. I love that, you know, the god of mischief is, like, a tier 10, not even, like, scratching the surface variant. Just demeaning him every time. Yes. Br- bringing him a little bit farther down. Knocking him down as many pegs as possible. Like, yeah, you're not only a blip, you're a part of a movie we already know the beginning, middle, and end to, and you can't change it at all. And Loki's like, fucking watch me. (laughs) Anyway, this conversation is interesting. It's Mobius being like, hey, what are you? Who are you? Why are you doing the things you do? Loki is basically making a point that he wants to be the king of Midgard, which means Earth. Midgard, yeah. And we basically go over his earlier MCU vibes. You know, we go over his monologue, his first one I ever did with the freedom is a lie monologue. My authority is easier. Just be cool with mm. being under me. It's way simpler. Uh, you know, get rid of your free will as long as I have free will. And uh, and then we fast forward to him losing in Avengers 1 and... Mobius says, for someone born to rule, you sure do lose a lot. Right. Which I think speaks to the villain problem that James has pointed out in the past, Chad has pointed out in the past. Okay. Many have that the MCU has, where it feels like sometimes the villains get run over, and they never were scary to begin with. Mm, Just a distraction. Yeah, and like Thanos was the first one who did anything of worth, and then that got reversed because time travel. Right. You know, we're basically watching a highlight reel of all the worst things Loki did, and then fast forward to him losing pretty easily. I don't know. Do you think the MCU has a problem with villains who suck? Um, No, I think in some regards, some of the heroes might be too... OP. Strong. Yeah. Um, And the Infinity Stones, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit, that they are too much of a power sword they're too they have too much influence on like these these physical things have too much influence on the world around it and that's why i'm glad that they they showed them how they did in this show yes pretty much making them a moot obsolete (laughs) yeah but the problem is they're not fully because an Infinity Stone is what made Captain Marvel and the MCU versions of Superman. And 
I don't know how many hours are on the internet of me complaining about Superman and <laughs> complaining about how the DC universe is just boned forever unless they take care of the yeah. Superman problem because he's so right. OP it makes everything boring. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'll spend 15 more seconds on it. Captain Marvel being off world is what made the first 10 to 15 minutes of the end of Endgame interesting. She comes back and she goes through a fucking all of the ships. She explodes them by like looking at them. And and let's get to where you're going because I it, it is yeah. what I think made this this show the opposite of what I'm complaining about. Uh, right, it, but <laughs> there's a scale, like a free will to overpowered scale. Like you have to choose. It feels like you are being forced to choose one side. And Loki right. and I simultaneously are like, I choose the center of the scale. <laughs> Mobius to the third points out he's the god of mischief, but basically he's really only there for killing and maiming and stabbing and eye gouging. He's not incredibly mischievous. He's good at escaping. He's really good at doing awful things and then getting away. And then and that's his story. <laughs> we port back in time to a scene we have not seen where he is DB Cooper and he does the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, it's one of the like greatest unsolved piracy, air piracy specifically, goings on of all time. He mm-hmm. basically said he had a bomb. He got a bunch of money on the ground. They took back off. He had a parachute. He put on cool sunglasses. He jumps out of the plane and he was never seen of again. And crazy. This show is like, yeah, that was Loki. He did it because he lost a bet to Thor. And really, oh my God. it's just setting up like historical events of the past yeah. are going right. to have Loki in them. Loki is Doctor Who. <laughs> He's our Doctor Who. Yeah, right. You're right. Except for Doctor Who is like not also Leonardo da Vinci. Like it's Doctor Who helps Leonardo da Vinci or do whatever they have to do, like find themselves. You know, mm. to finish their works of art or Van Gogh actually is the episode that I watched the most of <laughs> Doctor Who. I don't watch any episodes of Doctor Who. The one with Van Gogh is great. Everyone should watch it on the, the YouTube, at least that one part. <laughs> that I, is the I, good part. I got to say, I've, I've never dabbled. No, but the point is like Doctor Who isn't Abraham Lincoln, right? Right. <laughs> like the Mr. Like the immortal is in Invincible, it, 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 which is, you know, a direct corollary to Loki is D.B. Cooper. I wonder how many more historical figures were just Loki? And I think we're going to find out. Mobius to the third is still trying to get Loki to just be honest with who he is and what he does. Yeah, I didn't know we were watching a um a therapy session. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I, think his goal, show is- I think his goal is that he needs a Loki, a version of Loki that's going to be helpful. Yeah. And one that's lying to himself perhaps won't get him there. And, uh, but you're right, like... Mobius is basically like, you are just enacting desperate attempts for control. You're the biggest god complex on Earth. You actually say you're a god all the time. Like, you are considered a god. Who has a bigger god complex than god? Or one of them, at least. Than god and and the son of of the god. (laughs) Right. And so... Mobius is leaning in there, but there is no one whom it's harder to convince. There's no free will than Loki. He's doing as good a job as he can, but it's tough because Loki's like, no, no, like that's my whole thing. And then Mobius shows him the future that he had. He shows Mm -hmm. that he is basically 
what got his mother killed. He sent the dark elves in the direction of his mother. He watches his mom die. And Mobius points out once more, you know, you weren't born to be a king. You were born to cause pain and suffering and death. You were born to be a comedic foil to the Avengers, barely a villain. Right. And at this moment, Hunter B-15 walks in, takes Mobius away, tells him that Loki should be reset, by the way. And they just lost another unit. During this, they had, like, a thing where Loki was on the ground just having a real tough time with it. And he gets picked up by Mobius before he leaves the room, and he steals the time thingy. So now, he's being a mischievous scamp. He's just porting around. He sees Casey. He follows him into the evidence locker. This is where we see the Infinity Stones in a drawer. Casey points out that they're used as paperweights, basically. Paperweights, yeah. Yeah. And this moment where he sees literal, like, multiple versions of multiple Infinity Stones in a drawer strewn about. It puts into perspective for Loki the simplicity of the timeline he was a part of. The amount he doesn't matter. And the Tesseract that he loves so much that he he worked so hard to keep and maintain is literally worthless. You could like see it like he was so defeated. You can see it on his face. But I think and that defeat, though, turns slowly to, okay, wait, so... That bullshit that I was trying to rule is nothing. What's this place? Can I rule this place, though? <laughs> this Give place this. seems to have way more power. I want this place now. <laughs> it's like a, a, a child finding something new. Like, oh, that used right. to be mine back there? I don't care about that thing anymore. Now I want this thing. This is a better color. <laughs> Loki then runs. Hunter B-15 almost melts Casey trying to get a hold of Loki. He ports back to Mobius's office. He sees his whole file. He goes through his movie, and I think he watches all of it again. He watches his mom die. I assume he's thinking, mm-hmm. like, if I can change the timeline, if I can figure out how to be a version of the time cops myself, much more powerful than just, like, a non-Nexus character in my own universe, I might be able to save my mom. And I won't use this the timeline change to change myself. I'll still be evil, but I'll figure out how to not get my mom killed. I'll figure out how to not get my dad to float away as dust on a Norwegian (laughs) cliffside. I'll be myself, but not tell the dark elves to go left. Basically is I think what he's thinking. The series of events may change if he did some one thing different, you know? Yeah. I saw an Ashton Kutcher movie about this dude. Where's my car? Mm. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> and a lot of this, it feels like, so we talked about it at the beginning, like, this is a Loki sans character development. This is the antagonist right. of Avengers 1. Yeah, this but, is very early. But him seeing the movie of his life is a lot of his development that he would have had happened to him condensed down. Right. He sees himself die, killed by Thanos, Thor yeah. over him crying, realizing that Thor actually loves him, and then his movie reel ends. And in that moment, I think he's feeling a lot of things. He is becoming a more, on one side, a better person, understanding that people do love him. He redeems himself in some way in Thor's eyes, his family's eyes, although he does get his mom killed, and that's a bummer. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you have character development through years and through multiple movies occur in one sitting of a movie that is your life, I think it does leave room for who he is, which is 
a mischievous scamp. Right. Which Owen Wow Wilson kept saying that he was. Yeah. That mischievous scamp. Almost like endearing, too. He was like kind of like, eh, what a what a sucker. <laughs> he respects know? him. Like, yeah. He respects ga- game recognized game. Yeah, for sure. At this point, Hunter B-15 catches up with him. He says once more that he has glorious purpose. He puts the time thing that was on his neck around her. He's really playing around with uh, the time button, really fucking her up. And eventually, Mobius gets back. He meets up with a Loki who is really going through it. He Mm. says he doesn't enjoy hurting people. He does it because it's a must. It's part of the illusion. He's a villain, and he needs people to know that to fear him. So he can rule. So he can rule maybe Midgard, but now, you know, just not space. He wants to rule space also. But neither of those things anymore, really, as he's moved on to all of time. Yeah, right. (laughs) Rule all of time. And then Owen Wilson says something that (laughs) finally interests Loki, which is, we need you to help stop a variant that's going around killing Minutemen, much more powerful than you. It's you. Yeah, however, it is a variant of you. <laughs> Which one was more powerful than than like the one we already know? Do you know of any of them? Yeah, King Loki is more powerful. King Loki. Lady Loki, okay. in some respects, is more powerful. Kid Loki, actually. Uh, there are a lot of versions of Lokis in the comic books. Interesting. But... And I think we're going to, on an episode-by-episode basis, see Loki face different versions of himself. Yeah. I wonder how. I wonder if they're going to explore more than one. Because if they're I think after the be a one. different one every episode. You think so? Yeah. I mean, we got that, that very small one where he was the hijacker. I wonder if it'll be a bigger part or if it'll just be like a little scene, like saying like, hey, that was you. <laughs> like... Mm, no, I think there'll be two separate things. I think we're going to see historical okay. events occur yeah. where Loki is a historical figure and changed the original timeline he was a part of in some way because, you know, mm. he's John Wilkes Booth or which I don't know why I pulled that one out. <laughs> the murderer of Abraham Lincoln. Jesus. But simultaneously while like porting through time, he will right. be fighting versions of himself, a different one, I assume, I think, every yeah, it's interesting. different episode. I hope it doesn't get boring. I don't know. Based because on the first I, lo- episode, I like, like the idea. Why, 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 is it, why, is, why is that your concern, though? Um, Because, like, if it's just him fighting a different version of himself, it's just like we're going to see two Tom Hiddlestons saying this lines in a very similar voice. Like, it just, it might become mundane, Mm. That's what I, my like worst fear is, mm. but I don't think that they're gonna do that because it's one, it's is only six episodes. Two, they're trying to set up the extended movies too, so we're gonna get a lot more. I think we're gonna get more of a download of information than we are him fighting himself. Yes, I I appreciate that. I think that's a hot take, and I appreciate it because we now mm. know there's gonna be a season two. So like, right at the end of season one. He can't fight all the versions of himself and then decide, like, send me back to my original timeline. Like, there's some thought that in the Mm. original timeline, that Loki is this Loki. And he knows how it's going to end and he chooses it anyway. Like, that is how the altruistic version of this Loki who has his character development happen 
in his own self-centered story come out being like he has completely redeemed himself both in the original Mm -hmm. timeline and in this one and they're both one and the same eventually like that is a possibility but now that we know there's a season two that definitely doesn't happen at the end of season one right they have some time they can take their time a little bit expand a little bit more or they Uh, won't do it at all i mean that would they'll pussy out yeah and they won't take any that's true too like is my uh, my issue with all of these shows Mm. yeah yeah, it could it could go either way because if if uh, Kevin Feige really seems to be leaning in on this one changing a lot of the MCU, I mean that's a whatever a they big, say that every time. Yeah, I know, I know they do, but like th- this one has the potential to actually do it, you know, because of just I I, I, I know, appreciate that up. you are on both sides of the spectrum now, but like no, maybe he's <laughs> telling the truth, but also like if he's just like Loki all the time, isn't that gonna be boring? Fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> I appreciate both sides of that. It, it could go either way. It really could. I I don't think that we really know yet. No, we don't. We then port to Salina, Oklahoma, 1858. Oil is mm. on the ground. A group of Minutemen are there about to confront a variant. A staff is in the ground. It's from the early third millennium. It's glowy. I don't know why that's there. And then they see someone <laughs> in the distance. As they go to check out who it is, a fire is lit by that mysterious creature and burns the Minutemen alive. And we don't see the face of the assailant. We assume it's mm. a Loki from the future or a different version of Loki. And he can just stand in fire, apparently. And he steals <laughs> the reset grenade, one of many that he has now. Or yeah, she has, if it's Lady has, Loki. Was it six or seven? Yeah. Like, that, like six groups, he said? Six or seven? Yeah, this probably could be like th- 7 through 15, depending on... We don't know how many he's actually done, because Owen Wilson literally said, like, this is the amount that we know of. Right. So we have no idea he's how many... start off in, off in timelines. <laughs> oh, I don't like this one. We have no idea how many time bombs these versions of Loki have. Right. So as I said, I think it can be surmised that Loki, or some version of Loki, is going to start another time war. He's going to probably face a different version of himself every episode, as we said. And and so, yeah, that's the end of episode one. There was a lot. There was a lot in it. A shit ton. And I think it's going to feel that way for a lot of these episodes. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch it just to kind of get the download again of like what because I, I definitely missed some dialogue in and out of there just as I'm watching it. You know, I tend to rewatch some stuff like this where you really have to pay attention to a degree. Oh, yeah. No, um, like there were Easter eggs it. all throughout like. Oh, yeah, I noticed a few of them. The Stan Lee Easter egg, he's in a painting on the wall at one point. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, there are things all over the place for you, for the audience to pick up on, which is... Right. It's just admirable. It makes it more fun to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, even if the show's not that good, like, like Falcon the Winter Soldier wasn't as good as WandaVision, but it was still entertaining to watch. Like, it still filled... It, it like, gave me the the the... Avengers and the Marvel things that I want. And I think that's <laughs> partly why they're doing all these shows one after another, after another, after another. It just keeps you into the theatrical release of the next movie. Yeah. But I was, I think saying to, I can't remember who, like the amount of time in between Falcon of the Winter Soldier and Loki was, I think too much. Um, we're here now and everything's fine, mm. but I was, uh, I mean, it was a little, it was longer than WandaVision. You know, right? it was, it was enough time for me to watch mayor of East town. So I think it's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
So I have the uh, Loki season one, episode one discussion thread open from Reddit. Okay. And I have the top five discussions. Um, so let me know what you think of these. First one here. There is no mid credits or post credit scenes for this episode, but there is an audio clip that is a repeat soundbite from an earlier episode. Enjoy. Really? Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks, Steve. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't, that, uh, I honestly didn't even, I didn't even wait for the post credits. I like totally broke a law for a Marvel movie. <laughs> I, I, I scrolled over to see if there was one. Yeah. But, uh, and when I saw but there wasn't, it's just a sound. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw there wasn't, I just moved on with my life. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that may move. Go- I mean, I'm going to rewatch it again. So I'll, I'll definitely do yeah, it. report back. Okay. Uh, the TVA uses infinity stones as paperweights, the cruelest barb in the entire MCU. You can pinpoint the exact moment Loki's heart breaks in half, which I noticed as well. Yeah. Like you could see he was so defeated and it was kind of like, yeah. Now you now you know how it feels, you know. Uh, and then someone says Loki then realizes the only way to be king of the universe is to conquer the TVA by joining them and conquering them. Well, if you can't beat them, <laughs> right? No, I, and I think both those things happened at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Where the Infinity Stones are nothing, and he's like, "Well, uh, a new thing to conquer. Very cool." And then this is part of the same thread. One detail I really liked, there was way more time stones in the drawer than any other infinity stone. Yeah. It makes sense for that to be the most confiscated stone by the TVA. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And the time stone's green. That's right. Yeah. Because he picked up a green, the green time stone. And I'm wondering, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder if there's a significance to him picking up the time stone specifically. Mm, yeah. I mean. Aside from the fact that the movie is, or this show is based on, you know, time. Sure. <laughs> The, the the cops have something to do with that. Uh, I think I only saw one large soul stone as well, which also makes sense since it's the hardest one for someone to acquire. Ooh. I agree with that. Okay. Because, you know, soul for soul. <laughs> imagine, imagine sacrificing someone to get a soul stone and having that shit confiscated. Whoever lost it would be throwing hands at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like this comment. I think Loki just watched his own episode of Legends on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> he watched it back. If he didn't pay for a subscription. That was great acting in that scene where yeah. he's sad watching his father die, realizing that Thor loves yeah. him, and then he watches himself die. Like The facial expressions of sadness to devastation to anger were so and like so frustration good. yeah yeah he's good man <laughs> loki got bitch slapped in 116 speed and ragdolled by hulk all within like an hour <laughs> tough for, tough day for him it really was that was a tough day yeah man. he even said it. he was like nah, i had a tough day <laughs> yeah while trying to get his bearings the entire time and every time he tried yeah. to to pull himself up by his bootstraps uh, they were like, no, no, no. You don't have bootstraps anymore. We stole your shoes. <laughs> we stole your shoes. We burned your fine Asgardian leather. Yeah. Oh, th- that was awesome. I, I love yeah. that. He was like, don't touch this. And they were like, it dis- it's disintegrated. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> we control time. <laughs> then one person says, I am burdened with glorious purpose. He immediately tries to rule the Mongolians. Yeah. Whom, now that you know, they <laughs> are, and their entire timeline is gone yeah bummer 
<laughs> Large bummer. And the next person says, he even manages to find a big rock as a platform. You got to love that he paused, saw a soapbox, and then started his monologue. Got to respect the showmanship. You do. He was just like, yeah. I want to be raised in elevation. I want to be this. higher than you. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's interesting because in the show, when when they were in the courtroom, Owen, Owen wow, Wilson said to the judge lady, I'm beneath you. And I think that's, that's what do you say? Appropriate. Uh, that's appropriate. Yeah. So I wonder if there's like some weird like power struggle we'll see somewhere. Mobius, by the way, in the comic books, yeah. being ends up being one of the judges in the She-Hulk trial. Oh, which She-Hulk is also a show that MCU is doing. It's coming out soon. That's starring crazy. Tatiana Maslany. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, and James is here. Hey, James. Hello, James. Hi. I was going to say, what, what's your guys, uh, I have, I missed the earlier parts of the conversation. What's the general takeaway? Is it good or bad or what? It's good. Did you hate it's it? It's good. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of boring. Yep. I knew it. I knew it. I knew when I got <laughs> to the end of the episode where I liked it a lot. I was like, James, as is always going to feel the exact opposite of me. Why do you think, why did you think it was boring? I just thought it was like a lot of rehash of the Loki backstory, and maybe that's for people who are jumping on. But, like, it's been 12 years. Who's still jumping on? Who's jumping (laughs) on at Loki? Also, they already released, like, the you know on Disney Plus, there's like a, you know, it's like a last time on Loki's backstory special Mm. that you can watch, you know? So I I found myself getting distracted. Owen Wilson was great. Uh, I like him in this part. I liked him a lot. I liked the, the, like, <laughs> evidence locker or secretary guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Casey. <laughs> and I, and, and I also like that, like, one of the reasons that Loki joins the TVA is because he's like, oh, this idiot secretary guy is, like, way more powerful than me. <laughs> yes. He doesn't know <laughs> what a fish is and he uses the mind stone as a paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Adam, earlier in the episode, while you weren't here, uh, I think had a hot take, which is, will this get boring if Loki is just facing him a different version of himself every other episode? What do you think about that? Right, yeah. So they've taken the MCU formula to the extreme. You won't just <laughs> face like a dark side version of yourself. You're literally facing a different version of yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> for five more episodes, but, and then it's over. I think that's... That's worst case scenario there. I don't right. think it's going to well, go I, that I way, say, but, you know. No. I I see Loki's teaming up against the TVA for a few reasons. Because we already know... So the TVA has outlawed multiverses, apparently. And so that brings up a few implications. That means that the Netflix Marvel stuff, which is they've decided is not canon, did not, like, occur in an alternate universe or whatever. It's just not canon. Just forget about it. It's not related. Mm-hmm. Because we now know there are no multiverses. Same thing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans. They're just not canon. They're something else. Mm, but does yeah. it... Bigger implications. Does it make it easier Ralph for Boner. X-Men? No, it makes it harder. The X-Men don't exist in the MCU because there are no multiverses. Listen, Owen Wilson almost pressed the X button on that elevator. And if they, he did, he would have gone It would have gone down there. And would, the door would have opened. And bing, bang, boom, Hugh Jackman would have been there. No, the the <laughs> Brian the Brian Singer verse does not exist in the MCU. <laughs> How dare you? 
which is you know, <laughs> pretty good for the children of the multiverse. And uh, I want to say, uh, interestingly, because we know the multiverse is coming because of the title of Doctor Strange 2, unless that's just a big red herring, <laughs> and, and because of the show What If, which is about oh, yeah. variant timelines and is canon to the MCU, Loki and probably evil Loki are going to destroy the TVA and open the MCU up to oh, for multiverse sure. shenanigans. Uh, yep. The inside of that yeah, I'm, clock I'm city is going it. to explode. It's going to explode, yeah. Side I note. Want, I want I want Key and Peele to cameo as the time police from, that's from Rick and Morty. Yes. As two <laughs> testicles. Uh, <laughs> They're Langoliers. Side note. I wonder if Vision could pass that I'm not a robot test. Huh. Well, I think I'm Vision not a robot. would just fall down dead because the Infinity Stones don't work here. Oh, that's true, too. And so <laughs> I know... Comments, I know <laughs> these uh, comments crack me up, dude. Uh, they put, I'm not a robot, then what are you? You're familiar with the thought experiment known as the ship of thesis. Yeah. Right. Theseus. <laughs> Theseus. I really I like uh, this part of Marvel lore, which is apparently true. I know this not from reading the comics, but from watching the children's YouTube channel Death Battle, mm. that the Infinity Stones draw their power from the creation of the universe, and so they cannot work outside of their own native universe. Ah. Right. Especially in a place with no, literally no Magic. timeline. Yeah. No time it's zone. purgatory. Maybe. Yeah. It is so funny. That, that was such a funny way to show, like, that we're on a totally new level. He just opens up the drawer, and this yeah. idiot secretary is like, "Oh, those are Infinity Stones. That well, yeah, we got a we got a whole bunch here. Nobody really. <laughs> I use them as seriously. anal beads. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, put that reality stone up there. It's a big one. <laughs> James, what are your your fi- your final thoughts? Do you have uh you're generally negative? I think we're gonna see some historical versions of you know he was DB Cooper. He's going to be many more things, most likely. He's also going to be fighting himself. And right. has anyone seen the Seth Green movie? I believe it's called Up a Creek, or mm. where they're trying to find DB Cooper's money. Oh, no, no, up a creek? Oh, no, it's called without a paddle. Without a paddle. Yeah, Sorry, right. The, the opposite side. side of that sentence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do they find it? They find it. Do an en- oh. entire recap and review on right. without a paddle. This mid-2000s Seth Green film that nobody really likes or remembers and has no cult following. Without Except for James, who is the moderator and one and only member of the subreddit. Oh, I I know this movie. Up Creek. God, I haven't seen it probably since it came out. Yeah, it's in like the, the, the road trip genre of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What other white men do you think Loki will be in history? That's a good question. Oh. Well, I'm going to say I, I expect, what, there's four episodes left or five? Five. Five. I think the rest will be better because, as I said, this episode was mostly just set up, yeah. mostly just like, oh, have we not had you in the MCU for the last 12 years? Well, here's who Loki is and what he does. Here's more or less a re- an entire recap of Avengers 1. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right with that. I think they set it up like that because it covers such a huge gap of time. Yeah. I think so a part of it was them, that, you know? but I think the other part of it was they needed a version, they needed a way 
to condense all of, or at least a percentage of, the mm-hmm. character development into yeah. this version of Loki to get him to a place where he would say yes to Owen Wilson. Right. But yeah, yeah he's true. he's yeah. totally not on board. There's an, like, uh, he's, he's, you know, it, it, sorry to bring up the Snyderverse, everybody, but <laughs> I already did. It's like how they're I've making a team about Superman with Joker. On this podcast. Yeah. When they're making yeah, a team true. with the Joker at, at the end of the movie, it's just like, why would you want him on the team? He's, of course, all he's going to do is betray you at the worst possible moment. And that's the same thing with Loki. Like, uh, I won't be surprised if Mobius gets killed and, and Loki's like, haha, you thought I had emotions. I don't. You're dead now. Yeah. But this is the fun version, James. <laughs> we're having, we're going to have fun here. It doesn't matter if it, it doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense and they're all putting their lives on the line with this evil guy who will stab them the first time moment in time that he gets a possibility to do so <laughs> it will be a core crazy and wacky time <laughs> this is a show i like by the way i mean i like it too i like the whole kafka-esque bureaucracy of the tva like you're on trial and you don't even know for what or what the stakes <laughs> are or what happens <laughs> if you're guilty <laughs> mm, turns out the stakes are disintegration james have you ever seen the movie the adjustment bureau no i haven't with anthony mackie and matt damon and there i can't remember if it was emily blunt that played the the lead female role but it's pretty much the timekeepers <laughs> like they just adjust the timeline if it gets out of whack and it's like people that walk through doors that lead to other parts of the world and stuff it's it's wild but not not a great movie but it's so right. similar to this show i think i i thought this show was similar to the good place did anybody else get that vibe mm, i didn't verse i mean the guy who plays oh, casey okay. is literally in the good place he's jason's right. best friend when he was alive but it's you know because it's like a supernatural bureaucracy and they take mm. this really fantastical setup but they make it extremely like tawdry and banal by by being like yeah you got to fill out these forms to go up to the right uh floor and turn in the right tpa form <laughs> the tps reports <laughs> i like that now that james has joined we have become a recap and review podcast of the podcast that we just did oh my god i know <laughs> <laughs> really meta stuff <laughs> Okay, so everyone check out The Good Place, The Adjustment Bureau, <laughs> and Franz Kafka's The Trial, and and you'll have a lot of uh, uh, material to analyze this show from. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, watch those instead of the other MCU shows or the movies. What's the next MCU show? Hawkeye? Ugh, gross. Mm. Are we here for that? Do we stand Hawkeye? I don't stand... No, I don't. I will watch it. Yeah. I, if I am not forced to do a podcast about Hawkeye, I will not watch <laughs> Hawkeye. Fuck that what, shit. What about it do you not want to watch? Jeremy Renner. What? <laughs> oh, you don't like Jeremy Renner? No, guy sucks. You think? He I like is, him as, as Hawkeye. I mean, he's Hawkeye. He is forced to sound like shut a down the character. Jeremy Renner app. Yeah, oh my dude. Uh, have you, you listened to that podcast, right? Where they make fun of the Jeremy Renner app. Yeah, he has a freaking oh, so app. He has an app, dude, and a he had budding an app. They bullied him into deleting it. <laughs> yeah, and 
I'm glad. What, was the, what, what did he do? What did he do with his app? Deleted it. Eventually, it was it anyway, was well, it was the, like his own proprietary Twitter and Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, he plays a decent Hawkeye. <laughs> if if anything, hey, what if I don't know, man? I, honestly, I feel like Jeremy Renner is like Noam Chomsky's like manufactured consent. We as a what society, we never agreed that, that we like. That we liked Jeremy Renner. It was just decided for us that we liked Jeremy Renner. It was not decided for me. Hey, what if we take Sam and we take the wings away and the future being Captain America and we gave him a bow? Is that better? Do you like that? Six episodes about teaching your daughter to shoot a bow and arrow. And hopefully she shoots herself instead of listening to you. I'm just curious what it's going to what it's going to cover. Like, is it a, is it before, after, is it in between? Like, what, what is it? I know nothing well, about it's it. It's probably going to be about like his life post, uh, Nat dying, right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. After, after Endgame. Yeah. Putting the family back together, losing my friend, having PTSD, yeah. being like, in oh, Madripoor. Arrow good. Chilling with what's her face, Agent Carter. Sharon Carter, yeah, baby. The when is the standalone the Sharon MCU? Carter miniseries? Oh, so <laughs> it's it's it says the the series will for, further explore the character's time as Ronan. Okay, God, I don't care. As first shown in Endgame. Great. I mean, Haley Steinfeld is playing his protege. Ever She's since Bumblebee, I'm a huge fan. No, take taking over the mantle of Hawkeye. Okay. Huh. Maybe he'll die. Oh, I suppose possible. we'll That's see. fine. It would be good if he died. Yeah. Honestly, like, when when Black Widow sacrificed herself for him, I was like, this is not a good trade. No. <laughs> she already had a movie coming out. Yeah. She was already signed. All right, well, we stand Black Widow, right? Black Widow's coming out next month, and we yeah. are living for it. 